Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the incomparable Elvira Cassandra Peterson, and we are talking about her book. I've already ordered two. I've ordered because I have a, a, a dear friend who is a big, big friend. And I, well, f- I shouldn't say friend. She, he wishes he was her friend, but uh, he's a big fan of Elvira, and I'm going to keep one for myself. It's going to be a fascinating wow. read. Yours cruelly, Elvira Memoirs of the Mistric, Mistress of the Dark, and it's in hardcover, and it's out now. Everyone buy two. Buy two of these. Uh, Cassandra, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for buying two. That's awesome. Yeah, well, listen, I, you have a fascinating career. I love great careers. And really, and it wasn't easy. It's not like you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. It wasn't like life was handed no. to you on a silver platter. You've worked hard. You've worked smart. And and some of the people that you've met along the way are just absolutely unbelievable. But if you don't mind, how long has this been in the making? I, I, have, I have been thinking about doing this book for about 15 years now. And... Uh, the problem was I was just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really have the time to sit down and do the work that it takes to write a book, which I found out uh, is considerable. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I had been writing little notes about it and, and jotting down stories when I remembered them. And um, then the pandemic came along, and I found myself with enough time to actually sit down and do the job of writing it. And with the, also with the help of my friend Pamela DeBar, who wrote I'm With the Band. She's like the world's yeah, most I famous groupie. Sure. She's great. Yeah. She, um, she got me uh, her agent. She turned me on to her agent, and I signed up with him. And the next thing I knew, I had a book deal and a deadline. Wow. So that was my cue to sit my butt down and actually do the job of putting it all down on paper. Well, listen, what a, what a life it's been and still going and still going strong. But uh, some of this uh, is just fascinating. And I'm just, I've read about you. We've had you on the show several times. I, I've played your yeah. pinball machine. I, and, uh, it, you know, it, you're, you're unbelievable as far as uh, when you look Thank at you. a character. You really, I hope that's a good thing. Yeah, no, no, it's a great thing. But <laughs> some of the other things that people might not know about you is that you've, you've run into people like uh, in the Rat Pack and you've run into Elvis and you've run into different folks like that and I'm sure you touch on that in the memoirs oh I definitely do um, yeah that it was uh, uh, I've just been able to come across some of the most uh, in- interesting exciting people in my life and I don't know how that happened it just uh, I was in the right place at the right time I, I was in Vegas when it was still really really cool i hate going to vegas now i'm sorry vegas yeah. i hate to say that to you but i it, back then there were like the seven main hotels there was the rat pack it was everybody dressed up you know and women were in like formal gowns men were in tuxedos to go see shows now it's like the the you know the dress you have to the way you dress up there is to have your butt crack showing out of your <laughs> shorts you know and your t-shirt ripped i mean honestly god flip-flops you know, really. I mean, then it was so classy back then, and that all kind of uh, went to hell. But yeah, I got to meet some very, very um, 
interesting people like Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr., Elvis, who gave me the best advice I've ever had in my life and actually changed the course of my life. I always say I was the youngest showgirl in Las Vegas history when I met Elvis, and if not for his advice, I would now be the oldest showgirl in Las Vegas history. <laughs> what was so what was the advice? Great. What, what, he was fantastic. He was friendly and charming and kind of naive. He was 34 years old. He was the awesome-looking, skinny Elvis, and he was uh, couldn't have been sweeter and nicer to me. And and uh, we had an amazing conversation that lasted literally from 2 a.m. in the morning to maybe 9 or 10 the next morning where he gave me the advice to get the hell out of Vegas because he said it was just no place for a young girl to be. And I took that advice and strangely moved to France and then Italy and got uh, into a rock and roll band. And I, I, I honestly know that if Elvis hadn't told me that, I would not have followed the advice. But when Elvis tells you to do something, you do it, right? Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you know, it, it sounds, you know, it's, it sounds to me, uh, you know, obviously that's a pivotal, pivotal point in your life. But also uh, everyone that I've spoken to, uh, women, men that have known Elvis uh, for any length of time, even, you know, like uh, momentarily known, uh, he seemed to be someone who who actually cared about people. He seemed like he had a heart to him, you know, like a good heart. And I, I you know, he just did. what you're saying there yeah. kind of reinforces that. Absolutely, he did. He he was uh, so, he seemed so caring. And, and I mean, he, you know, there was a, like a 17-year-old girl, and, you know, I suppose a lot could go on with it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that wouldn't be very good. And, and none of that did go on. We did kiss. We kissed, and I practically, I thought I was going to faint. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was very caring. And the surprising part that I think people will be very interested in is he was very much into spirituality. He recommended books that he wanted me to read. He wrote down um, all kinds of notes for me on an envelope that I have a picture of in the book. Um, all kinds of notes about spirituality, astrology, numerology, he was very, very into that. And at that time, I didn't even know what it was. But um, I later became a big fan of, of um, science of mind, which is what Elvis was into, which is kind of um, thinking and believing that you can do something, and then it happens. And that has happened time and time and time again in my life. Well, listen, I'd, I'd love to talk to you longer. You've got, you got a lot of people waiting to talk to you. Uh, can you give us uh, a, a quick website, and then let's, uh, let's let you run to the next interview, and I'll be talking about you and the book as we let you go. Yep, Elvira.com. Just go there. You can find out all the info about everything I'm doing, including how to get the book. Cassandra, thanks for being here. Congratulations. We'll talk to you again real soon. Okay, thanks so much. Bye. Cassandra Peterson, everyone. Cassandra Peterson, I think we've had her on three or four times. She was kind of in a rush here. and uh, Well, she wasn't in a rush. <laughs> the PR people were, were in a rush and you know, last-minute situation here. The name of her book is yours cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mistric, Mistress of the Dark. And you know, I'd love to have more time with her. Always when we speak to her, it's always a, a short period of time. But, I, you know, she you know, she got to know, you know, people like, you know, she mentioned uh, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Tom Jones, she didn't mention, but I know, you know, I've, I've heard that and I've seen that uh, written, uh, Frank Sinatra, 
Elvis Presley. I mean, these are some of the biggest names around. Uh, one of the stories I I heard about her, and I, you know, we don't have time to go into it in such a short period of time, but she was born and she grew up in Manhattan, Kansas. I, I, you know, I don't know Kansas all that well. I've been, you know, I've been throughout Kansas, um, and I, I don't know if that's where the university is. But as a very young baby, as a very young child, maybe eighteen months, she pulled down a a, a boiling pot of water, and it scolded her, and she got, you know, she got scarred up, and you know, I don't, I don't know that they ever thought that she was going to be. Uh, she was going to be normal, and I'm sure she goes into it in, in the book. But and she was, uh, yeah, she she had issues. She had a physical, uh, you know, a look to her that was uh, easily made fun of, and was uh, was was not your typical little girl growing up, blemish free or whatever. But it was, it was scars. I mean, burns and. I, you know, again, I don't know the whole story, but I'm just kind of relaying what I heard. And what she did, while her her sisters and her her friends at school, our colleagues, whatever classmates, were playing with Barbie dolls, she she started putting together models of Frankenstein and Dracula and all of these different uh, gruesome characters because she she felt. Like it, she connected with them because she had the scars and the burns, and I, it, you know it's 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 an amazing story. So she started loving that and she that genre, you know, way before it was, I guess, called a genre. And uh, Vincent Price became her hero, and she started watching Vincent Price because he, uh, you know, was involved with all these different movies. That had to do with the you know zombies and and monsters and whatever, and he was the host of of different things. But you, when you think horror, you think uh, you know at at somewhere along the line you're going to think about Vincent Price, especially in her age group, and you know as a young girl, she looked up to Vincent Price, so she started getting into all of that, all of that. At a, a very young age, models of Frankenstein, models of the wolf, you know, all all of these um, uh, quote unquote grotesque characters. And it's a little harsh to say about a you know, young girl, but um, and, and it was probably based uh, um, clearly based on the burns that she had. She was uh, trying to make it as as an actress. And uh, when she was pushing 30. She started saying, uh, you know, well, I got to do something here. She answered an ad to host a, uh, a, a I think it's a, it was a late-night TV series in, on a Los Angeles station uh, having to do with horror. And, of course, she had all of this experience and all this knowledge of, uh, of horror and the, the genre that, you know, she kind of she fit right in. And she's, you know, a, you know, a, you know beautiful body. And they, uh, they dressed her up in dark clothes, kind of Morticia, but with, with heavy cleavage and the, the dark, dark hair and haircut and so forth. And, and I'll tell you what, from that point on, she has made a cottage industry, to say the least, out of the character. I give her the the, the unbelievable uh, most credit in the world for doing what she's done. She's had a she's had a good career as an actress, but I, with the character of Elvira, she has made it into a 
you know, into, into a gold mine. And I, I'll tell you what, just uh, all the credit, all the respect in the world for this lady. Um, you know, the, the, the few times that we've had her on the show, uh, three, I think four times now we've had her on the show. She's, uh, she's always been wonderful. And I'm cheering her on. I bought two of her books. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to read one. I'm going to give one to a friend. Uh, please uh, pick up her book, Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark. And it's in hardcover. Uh, please get it. Frank McKay signing off. Cassandra Peterson, also known as Alvira, has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.